Hello and welcome to Twin Talk. This is Angie and I'm here in my sister's closet. And I'm here with Joy. And we just got through cleaning Joy's house. And for the record today is October the 2nd, 2022. So Joy, you feel like you can um, focus now that we got your house clean? Yes, Angie helped me for over an hour and it looks a lot better. Thank you. Yeah, so now that we got the house cleaning out of the way, we decided we can sit down and do the podcast. Yes. So we're excited because we're doing the book Inside Out. It is a memoir by Demi Moore and it was written in 2019. So we're not too far behind, mm-hmm. just a couple years. And it, the audio book was six and a half hours. So really, really quick listen. And if you want to read the book, it's 272 pages. And I did notice that um, on one of the sites I looked at, it was given a four and a half stars. Okay, so in the memoir, Moore discusses her childhood her relationships, and her personal struggles. Most notably, she discusses her relationships with her ex-husbands, Freddie Moore, Bruce Wilson, I'm sorry, Bruce Willis, and Ashton Kutcher. So, Joy, let's just start. I was curious, are you a Demi Moore fan at all? You know, I'd never thought about if I was a fan or not, but Mm -hmm. after reading the book, I am a fan of hers. You know, I never really thought about that either. Like, I've watched several of her movies, and you know, I never, you know, you ever watch a movie and you think, that person's not a very good actor. I always thought she was a good actress. Yeah, I've always thought she was a really good actress. So, have you seen many of her movies? So, the only, the ones that come to me off the top of my head are Ghost. I think yes. That's probably the biggest one that stands out, and I mm-hmm. love the movie Ghost. A Few Good Men. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really good movie, and I liked her in that. Mm-hmm. I know she was in G.I. Jane and Strip Tease, but I've never seen either one of those. And there was a long time ago that I remember watching a movie with her and Emilio Estevez. I think it was her. Oh. And they were like kind of on a road trip or something. Was it St. Elmo's Fire? Or? No. no okay. And I've never seen St. Elmo's Fire. I have I've always either. wanted to see I it, know. though. I know. It's one of those movies that I've, I've heard about it and I've always wanted to see it, but I've never seen it. I take that back. I have seen it mm. a long time ago. I remember it now. But yeah, I wonder what the name of that movie is where her and um, she and Emilio Estevez were on a road trip. And I always just thought it was a pretty good movie. The movies I have seen of hers, I thought she was a really good actress. I would say Ghost is my favorite. What about you? Yeah, Ghost. When I think of Demi Moore, Ghost is the main. It's funny because that's not the movie that defines her. you know. But it was the biggest of all her movies. It made more money than any of them. Oh, it was it was okay. a it was a runaway was success. Was that in the book? I didn't catch that. Yeah, she talked about how much money that uh, movie made. Okay. It was a lot, but the public loved it. That's right. what I remember about her saying in the book is that the public loved it and the critics not so much. So I did write down a few of her movies just to refresh your memory: Ghost, Striptease, G.I. Jane, which you've already said. Indecent Proposal. Did you see oh, that? Oh, I forgot about that. Yes, Robert I have Redford. seen that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so A Few Good Men, Disclosure. Never seen that one. Uh, Charlie's Angels, St. Elmo's Fire, About Last Night, Blame It on Rio, The Seventh Sign, The Butcher's Wife, and No Small Affair. Now, I have. I was just curious if you have the same memory I have. Do you remember us going to see No Small Affair when we were in high school? Was it rated R and we snuck in? Yes. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Yes. Who were we with? Julie. Like, so oh, our friend. We Faith. I'm pretty sure it was Julie. And yeah, we were like, it was, it was like a big deal because we were going to go see a, some movie, but Julie wanted to go see No Small Affair. And for, there was someone in it that she liked. I don't even remember who it was. And so I remember feeling so guilty because we snuck in to see No Small Affair. And it wasn't, it only, it had like one scene in it. You know, the, and today it probably wouldn't even be considered that bad as, as far as movies go. 
Okay, so uh, let's get to the book. What did you think about it? So I thought the book was very good. Um, I thought it was so interesting, just uh, her childhood. And it was really interesting hearing her take on her husbands, especially mm -hmm. Bruce Willis and Ashton Kutcher. She just seemed really serious to me. Yeah. Like throughout the whole book, there's just these serious overtones. Yeah. Did you catch that? Yeah, she comes across as super serious. And I know she talked about she likes to have fun and going out, but... I don't know, like, you don't see the lighter side of her in the book. All we, What I feel like is we only saw one, dim <laughs> one yeah. dimension, like yes. the serious side of her, which after you hear what her life yes. is like, you can understand why she's so serious. I personally felt like she wrote this book to set the record straight, mm -hmm. to let people know, look, I am the way I am I, because of the things that have, these things have shaped me in my life, yeah. and there were a lot of terrible things that happened to her. Yeah, and I think it really childhood. bugged her that she got the nickname, Give Me More. Yeah. And she made a good point. You know, she's making all this money, and they never say anything about a man if he makes that much money. But because mm -hmm. it was a woman with such, um, making yeah, so much money. Yeah, she was considered demanding and, mm -hmm. and uh, spoiled difficult, and difficult. Spoiled. And I, I agree. I think she's part of the reason she wrote this memoir was to set the record straight. And because her life had so much tragedy in it, and, and it was she had such a hard life, that makes sense to me why it kind of had such serious overtones, you yeah. know. But but there were there were parts of it that you know that were kind of funny. That I, the second time around, I listened to See, it. I can't even think of one time there was anything. Well, funny the in second it. time around, there was just a few little things she said that was kind of funny. But it was like you said, it's not even memorable because there was so few and far between. Were you surprised about her childhood to learn what her yeah, childhood was like? Yeah, um, I had no idea about her childhood and. I don't know, I guess I always just assume these people either grow up in a middle-class family, pretty good family, or they come from some wealthy Beverly Hills family. But, mm -hmm. yeah, she grew up with very dysfunctional parents, and it's a wonder she's even alive, you know. <laughs> I don't know if you caught this or not, but all through the book, she talks about her mother, and her mother was absolutely crazy. Yeah. You know, according to Demi. Sound like she had bipolar disorder. And... Well, okay, so that's the, that's the part I was wanting to see if you caught. Yeah. Through the entire book, she talks about her mother being crazy, but you never really hear, gosh, was there something wrong with her? Right. And then she just briefly mentions, if you caught that, mm -hmm. she briefly mentioned toward the end of the book that her mother was finally diagnosed as being bipolar. Yes. So to me, part of the tragedy of her life sounds to me like they went her whole childhood her whole life without knowing what was wrong with her mother yes. to almost the end so basically she went undiagnosed yes yeah yeah and then her dad he oh, was... I have a question for you mm -hmm. it just went all over me that all through the book she did not refer to her mom as mom yeah she called she her referred jenny. to her as jenny yeah i was like that's kind of a slap in the face to her mom but then after hearing what her mom was like and how much they went through Maybe that was a way for her to distance herself yeah. and, and not be hurt by that. Because that, mom is such a personal way to A, a term refer. of endearment. And yes. Yeah, that was... She never... I'm like, oh my gosh, that's driving me crazy that she doesn't ever say mom. She says Jenny. That was not lost on me that yeah. she did not call her. Did that her. bug you too? It kind of did, but I kept thinking, okay, in her mind because there was such so much turbulence in their relationship and her mother had let her down time after time after time and how hard would that be to call someone mom that, that yeah, seemed like, like an her enemy mom her, didn't earn that title i mean this is just one example her mom kept selling her pictures to the tabloids oh, to make money no. i mean how do, how do you how do you reconcile that right. you know yeah, that was sorry yeah and her dad he if he wasn't in a bar fight or if he, he wasn't... He sounded like a manic depressive because mm -hmm. he was suicidal. 
So I think what happened was you had this this bipolar woman, which is her was her biological mother, and then her dad, which she finds out when she's a teenager, is not her biological dad. Her, he's actually her stepdad. Yeah. He sounded like he was a very unstable person, and they get together, and their relationship was like just dynamite. Fireworks. It was yeah. just very very unstable, and she she moved. She can't even count how many times she moved. As a child, and a lot of times it was because they were trying to get away from creditors, credit debt collectors, debt collectors, because they were constantly moving from people trying to collect rent, and they would just assume new names, or they would just go to a new city and try to start all over. And she said she didn't even realize till she was much older that that was not normal. Okay, we got that established that her her childhood, and you really need to read the book to really understand what her childhood was like. We we're just touching, yeah, just was, the tip of the iceberg. It was horrible. What about the? She talks a lot about her struggles with addiction. Did you even know she had struggles with uh, the addiction? The only reason, like, you see headlines on the tabloids. I remember reading one time about her supposedly overdosing on something and having mm-hmm. to go to the hospital. Or, I don't know. And I might even be mm-hmm. confusing that with another celebrity. But it seems like I had seen a couple of things in the headlines about yeah. it. I'm not sure. I just jotted down a few things that she said she had addictions to. And she, she mentions food cigarettes, Vicodin, alcohol, drugs, especially cocaine. And I was like, holy cow. You know, so she kind of just has one of those addictive personalities because yeah. she has so much pain Even in her addicted life. to exercise at one point. Oh, yeah. I didn't. You're right. I didn't think about that. So she, it's like when she does something, she does it to the extreme. So which parts of her life did you, did you think were the most interesting? Well, it's hard to choose just one. I thought her childhood was very interesting, but her marriages, uh, her when she talked about the different films she worked on. It, it's hard just to pick one. They were all interesting. I think the thing that really was interesting to me, I agree, the whole book the whole book was interesting to me. But, but one thing that I found really, like, dang, was she talked about how she, everywhere time she moved to a new school, she'd have to adapt. Yeah. And she'd say, okay, who are the cool kids? What do they do? What do they look like? How do they dress? You know, where do they go? Mm-hmm. And she would just she would become this actress almost yeah, she and would adapt and go okay i'm gonna do whatever it does whatever they're doing they're doing and mm-hmm. that's how even though she didn't plan on becoming an actress or ever even really want to become an actress it sounded like yeah she just did it out of necessity it mm-hmm. sounds like that's what really prepared her yeah and she admitted that in the book that she never really had this deep desire to be an actress she just was kind of emulating this actress that she lived near and it was more of a just something to do and something know? to provide income and the other thing that really surprised me that she talked about in her book was she's how she was estranged from her kids. I know. Uh, that, that was, was heartbreaking. That was pretty tough. Um, and I just wanted to ask you. See, I feel like there was a lot that wasn't said there. I yes. feel like it takes a lot mm-hmm. to make it where your kids won't talk to you, have anything mm-hmm. to do with you, and your ex-husband won't talk to you or have yes. anything to do with you. I feel like she took some responsibility, mm-hmm. but when she said their kids wouldn't even come to like her AA meetings, mm-hmm. I'm like, what? Yeah. I just feel like there was a lot that she did that she left out of the book be- to save face because, mm-hmm. man, it takes a lot, I would think, for your kids to not even want to talk to you. Yes. Okay. So, it sounds like you and I are on the same page. So, the, the whole book, I'm very impressed that she's so open about her flaws. Yeah, okay. she's very open. She's, she's very, very open. open about her promiscuity before. She's open about her addictions, addictions her insecurities, her, all of her it. instability, all of it. She's yeah, comes clean. She's very vulnerable, and I respect yes, her for that. But when it came to her talking about her kids once they were grown and mm-hmm. how they were not speaking, I hate to say this, but I kept thinking there's got to be more there's to that more. story. She mm-hmm. made it sound like I did everything I could do. I went to AA meetings that they wouldn't even, you know, I, I felt like there had been so much done that, that she had burned too many bridges right. is what I felt like. 
and that's just part of her life I think we'll never know right. I think I just think I saw yeah, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that happened that's not in the book that would better explain why they were estranged yeah like it didn't make sense it sounded like she did she makes it sound like she did everything in the world she could to to be a good mother and but the fact that she was sitting there in the living room though doing drugs with her daughter yeah who was like 16 I know, at the and time. then rumor whoever and mm-hmm. then rumor got so angry with her when mm-hmm. you know she passed out or whatever yeah i'm like well first of all you shouldn't be doing drugs with your kid yeah and second of all I'm like, what? Why did yes. Rumor have any right to say anything? Well, she was doing the same thing her mom was. And I have to admit, like we're saying, oh, there's more to the story. But I also believe, because we're all human, I feel like that there were times that she got the raw end of the deal too. Oh you know? yeah, definitely. There are a lot of times that I feel like she got the raw end of the deal. But I just think mm-hmm. there are a lot of unknowns. That's pretty much all I have to say. I, you know, uh, highly recommend you read the book. I think it's very, very interesting. It's one of those that, like, I never got bored. Did you? No, I never got bored. I was like, okay, enough about that. Go on. Mm -hmm. I feel like the pacing was awesome. Mm -hmm. It had just enough information about everything except for, you know, the estrangement part from her kids and ex-husband. And she did speak. She's very very clear when she speaks, Mm -hmm. and she talks kind of slow. Yeah. But it never got on my nerves. Right. You know what I'm she does it was speak just, really she slowly. She speaks kind of slow. But she has a good voice. And sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like, oh, they shouldn't have narrated their own book. Mm-hmm. But in this case, I loved hearing yeah. her read it. And she's and famous not... for her voice anyway. Yeah. She has a nice voice. I think that was a good choice, them letting her read her own memoir for yeah, sure. Yeah, I agree. So I don't think you're going to guess my book rating. It's kind of out there. I'll give you a hint. It's okay. one of the names of one of her daughters. Okay, so it's either going to be Scout, Rumor, or Tallulah. Scout? Tallulah. Oh, Tallulah. So how many Tallulahs do you give? I give the book four and a half Tallulahs. Okay, so you and I are totally on the same page on this book. I I picked four and a half Tallulahs. Okay, so now that was really all I had to say. Do you have anything you want to say before? We're going to do a little trivia and then we're going to close. No, I highly recommend the book. It's very entertaining Mm -hmm. and I think it's a worthwhile read. If you're a Demi Moore fan, you definitely need to check this out for sure. Even if you're like a Bruce Willis fan, because she she talks a lot about it. Yeah. She does. Oh, and Ashton Ashton Kutcher. If you're mm-hmm. an Ashton Kutcher fan, she does a lot of dishing on all, all yeah. of them. So yeah, it's that's pretty, true. pretty entertaining. All right, so let's see how well you know Demi, Miss Joy. All right. All right, and some of these you should know for just from listening to the book. Okay, number one, where was she born? Ooh. Was it California? No, they didn't move to California till later. It's kind of a very unique place. She, she oh, was kind of born in a famous it town. It was Area 54. It was that some, a Roswell. <laughs> uh-huh. Nevada, New Mexico, New Mexico, Roswell. She New Mexico. was born, and that, that may be what set her life up on a pattern of craziness. I don't know. She was born in Roswell, New Mexico, yeah, New Mexico. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you know who she was engaged to, but they never made it to the altar? I think that was Emilio Estevez. It was. It was okay. Emilio Estevez, and I didn't realize that until I listened to her book that they were that serious. Okay. Do you know what soap opera she had a part in? Mm-hmm. She was it One Life to Live? No. Another World? No. Uh, <laughs> Had Luke and Laura. Oh, yeah. General Hospital. General Hospital. Yeah. Did you know she was on a set? No. And I kind of want to go look on YouTube and see some I know. scenes with her in it. On the... And she she said they kind of wanted... Was it that one that they wanted the Lois Lane type? Or am I getting that confused the with someone else? Yes. They said they want someone similar to like Lois yeah, Lane. Yeah. So she got the part. I, yeah. I'm like you. I, so after reading this book, that was another effect it yeah. had on me. I kept wanting to go back and... Like, watch old movies I haven't seen yeah. and see her. You own. know, one other thing, and I'm sorry, I'm kind of no. going back, that I'm wondering about is, 
her thoughts on Mila Kunis because oh. were they <laughs> who Ashton married afterwards? Because she said they would hang out with um, yeah, who Ashton married after their divorce. Mm -hmm. um, she said that she used to hang out. Ashton Kutcher used to hang out with the cast of that '70s show, mm -hmm. and I just wonder. That makes me wonder: Did Demi and Mila um, Kunis become friends during that time? Yeah, and I just I just want to kind of know what her thoughts on Mila Kunis are. That's not I mean, that'd be very yeah, that would be interesting to know. Okay, go ahead. All right, number four, Moore was part of the Brat Pack. Can you name three other members of the oh, Brat Lord. Pack? Uh, Rob Lowe. Yep. Ali Sheedy. Mm -hmm. Emilio Estevez. Yep. You got it. And I also had uh, Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson. Very and what's good. that redheads guy's name? Was he part of it? Um, the one that was in the Sixteen Candles and. John Cryer? No, no, uh, not him. The redheaded dude. Oh, I don't. I didn't think that I guy can't was redheaded. Think of his name. Yeah, no. The I one don't. in Sixteen Candles that. Sixteen Candles. That yes. was a really dark. dark. He was the nerd. Oh, Michael's. Michael. Um, he was the nerd, and yes, yeah, no, he, he was. He was too it, young to I be guess, part of them. Okay. Yeah, I think he was a little. I think he and was Molly Ringwald came yeah. along a little bit after the okay. Brat Pack. What about Allie Sheedy? Was yeah, she... she was in it. Yeah. Did yeah. I say that? Yeah, you said oh, Allie. Right. Allie Sheedy, Rob Lowe, Judd Nelson, Emilio Estevez. And, and they and, and what I didn't realize until I read the book that Demi was included in the Brat Pack. I didn't even realize she yeah, was part of the Brat Pack. Yeah, she said she hated that nickname, that which I don't blame her. Mm -hmm. According to Box Office Mojo, Moore's highest grossing film is blank. Hmm. I already actually told you the answer during our discussion. Oh, ghost. Yeah. Yeah. It brought in more than a half a billion oh. dollars globally. Wow. Half a billion dollars. It, it was huge. That is crazy. Yeah. Okay, number six. Moore set a then record of $12.5 million payout for an actress for her role in which movie? Would that be striptease? It was. All it was right. striptease. Okay, number seven. Sandra Bullock took over the lead in this movie when Moore backed out. Was it Speed, Forces of Nature, or While You Were Sleeping? Mm, I have no idea. Speed? It was While You Were Sleeping. Oh, okay. So that's weird thinking that Demi would have played that part in that While You Were wild. Sleeping. Yeah. Okay, number eight. Moore was once the face for which of these companies? Tommy Hilfiger, Versace, or Gucci? Ooh. Oh, I have no idea. Gucci? It was Versace. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, number nine. The New York Times reports more... Oh, I'm sorry. The New York Times reports more owns a collection of more than 2,000 what? I remember she talked about going through a toy craze. Was it dolls? Yes. Wow. Yeah, in the book she talks about... She does, talk, she does hint about her collection like or hoarding she would go buying toys she would ask she felt like, like she never had a childhood yeah she would ask like the uh, owner of target or the the manager to shut it down and her and her kids yeah, would just her go in there her assistant was buy. able to get them in after hours after yeah. target she that said her sad. assistant arranged it and they just like had a it is sad though thinking that spree. she's kind of trying to relive her childhood yeah, that she, that she never had yeah. And number 10, in the book, Demi talks about how she and Ashton perform a skit about their age difference on what popular TV show. Oh, that show. was Saturday Night Live. Yeah, that was pretty funny. And Seems Joy, like I did see that one. Joy and I were talking before the podcast about their age difference, and I, and I told her and her husband, Jeff, I said, you know, it should have been a clue that he's too young for him. When she met him, he was doing punked. Exactly. You know? yeah. <laughs> so, but but she, she said he was very mature for his age. Yes, she and did. Very uh, goal oriented and very responsible with his money. So he sounded like a mature for. 
It's yeah. not like he was mature for his age, but in some ways he was also she just a typical. She made it sound like that he was twenty something, definitely beyond his years, and like how he had already had his life planned out, and mm-hmm. how ambitious, and how to. And he was a very hard worker. Yeah. All right. So that's all I had. Do you have any closing comments? No, I don't guess so. Okay. All right. Well, we are officially in the month of October, so we are getting ready to do Edgar Allan Poe. So if you like Yee. spooky and you like. Ooh, I don't know any other way to describe him. He's oh, he's no. very his books, his macabre. writings are very macabre. That's actually yeah. the correct term for it. So if you like macabre and you like Edgar, tune in next time. Twin talk. Twin talk. <laughs>